Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. And today, we are going to do our Clark University season preview. And we are welcomed by head coach Dan Spain, who is Clark's all-time leader in victories. He uh, led the pride to the NAIA opening round in 2016, 17, 18, and 19, and they were the HAAC tournament champs in 2018, and they were the North Division champs in 2017 and 2018. And Coach Spain will not admit this, but one of his greatest accomplishments is he currently ranks fifth in the most played episodes of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. So if you want to know a little bit about him, a little bit about his background, go back and uh, check that one out. It's one of our most popular episodes. Coach, welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I probably won't try to take up as much time as I did on the first one, but I appreciate everybody listening and everything that you've done uh, for Dubuque Area and just baseball in general. You've you've brought so much to the community and it's something our, these kids deserve and um, it's great for everybody to, to be able to get in touch and have a pulse on all the programs. Coach, it's been a lot of fun, and it's been great connecting with you and getting to know you on, on a different level. And that, that's been one of my favorite parts is the relationships I've been able to keep and the relationships that I've been able to start with some of the people. Now, Coach, I do have to ask you a question here because I've heard some rumors and you can either say that they're true or, or you can squash them. You added another coach to the coaching staff this year. You brought back coach Andrew Redman. And I have heard that he has gotten Urban Meyer money to leave his successful <laughs> insurance business to come back and coach at Clark. Is that true? Yeah, I'm not sure where your information is, but, you know, I, I told him I'd give him, as long as I can keep the title, you know, we'll get Red back in here and uh, – you know, pay me whatever you want. But no, I mean, it's just, you know, between Red and Razo, and we've just got our crew back together, you know, that we've always really had good success with. And uh, we just got a lot of love and a lot of trust in each other. And that's something that's very, very rare. So uh, Red's a one of a kind human being, and we're happy to have him for sure. So he did not get Urban Meyer money. I don't think we're at that level. <laughs> we're not at that level. You know, you mentioned Coach Razo and, and Coach Redman it does a great job. But Coach Razo and I used to coach freshman baseball against each other back in the day. And he was always such a breath of fresh air to coach against because he got it. And he understood what we were trying to do at the freshman level and just such a nice personable guy with so many baseball stories from from across the country. Now, Coach, your season has already gotten off to a start. 
I would say knowing you, you might say it's gotten off to maybe a little bit more of a rocky start than what you would have hoped. But what do you have in mind for this year's group? Yeah, you know, I mean, we went down, we played a, a William Carey team. We traveled down south in 14, 15 hours. And, um, you know, we've been trying to figure out scheduling things. But as far as with the team we have, um, I like where we're at. You know, this time of the year, you just want to make sure you leave a series learning something new about your t- team or seeing your team respond uh, the way that you know is going to carry forward long term. Uh, we're preparing as the year goes on to be at our best at the right time. And, uh, you know, we've been through seasons where we were one and 10 to start out. We've been through seasons where we were 10 and 0 to start out. And, you know, that one and 10 season was, was a team that really grew a lot. You know, they grew up a lot. They matured a lot. They had to grind through it. So I, I'm happy with where we're at. I mean, we've got to get better. There's no question, no doubt about it. But I felt like that last game we played, it took until about the seventh inning before I felt like 100% of the team, every single guy, top to bottom, was was wanted to win they wanted to win that that was the key that was the focus and they were all really together and supporting each other so if we can carry that over and build off of that uh we're in great shape and i, I got a lot of trust i got a lot of faith in these guys um we have everything that we need to be great you know they just got to believe in themselves um you know i think they believe in each other no doubt about it but i think internally some of them need to reflect and really realize like i've worked really hard for this you know go get what's yours and um you know, just got to keep focusing on getting better every single day throughout the year. Coach, I could see the passion in their eyes on the Tucker May home run. I mean, that got people fired up. I'm not sure if that ball has landed yet. It was a shot. Even when pitchers would get out of, of big jams, you would have people leaving the dugout excited, uh, cheering people on. So you could definitely tell the passions there. And I'm going to remember that your opening season game for the rest of my life because that was the first game my newborn son and I actually watched together. So um, he shared a bottle, I shared a bottle, and uh, you know we, we watched it, we put it uh, on my phone, and then we uh, moved it out to the TV. So it was, uh, it was great to watch. I was sorry to see that um, you guys came up a little bit short. But when you look at this year's group, the pride of 2021, what do you think are your team's biggest strengths right now and that you see progressing as the year goes on? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think leadership-wise is really strong. I mean, they have a, a, a very mature and professional way that they approach their training, um, how they interact with each other, very respectful. Um, you know, they take care of their business off the field. So, a lot of the things that I, I, I typically have to really be concerned about with teams, I don't have as necessarily with this group. I have a lot of trust and faith in them. And, um, you know, I think they're starting to take more and more ownership of, of the team and more ownership of this season. And that's really where you got to be is the players got to understand that it's in their hands. Uh, regardless of what happens, they got to get the job done. So um, there's just a lot of trust, you know, and, and I think um, I think our guys – you know, as far as the physical part of the game, we have all the things we need. Uh, we've got physicality, power, um, pitch selection. Our patience is pretty good at the plate. Uh, we can do some things at the plate that we couldn't do before. We didn't have much of a chance to do this last weekend. But, um, you know, I, I expect to be able to, uh, you know, have more flexibility within the game uh, because, up, you know, one through nine and even guys on the bench are capable of, of doing all the things we need them to do. 
defensively, I expect us to be really strong. You know, we, we really, that was a major weakness for us uh, this past weekend. And, you know, I, I'll give you 20 excuses, but it's got to get better. And I know it will. Uh, there's no doubt about it. One of the things I love about your team and, and how well-rounded is you guys were down by one run and you put in a pinch runner at first base and this kid, I don't know who it was because they were just announcing the names. They weren't announcing the actual game. This kid stole second base before the pitcher even released the ball. I mean, he's one of the fastest guys I, I have ever seen. And holy cow, did he get a great jump. Uh, when you look at your team. That's a local product, Nick. That's a local guy. That's, uh, that's Schwartz from, uh, from Bellevue. I mean, Andrew okay. Schwartz, he's, he okay. can fly and he's a good player. Yeah, I, I, holy cow, I could not believe believe how fast he was. It, it, the, the thing that was hilarious about it is I could hear the guys and probably you yelling, stand up, stand up, stand up, because they weren't going to make a throw on him. And he heard that in the middle of getting ready to slide. So he almost did like a trip slash slide slash barrel roll into second base. And, and it just had me rolling. Coach, we can't uh, talk about the strengths without talking about some of the weaknesses. And I hate to use that word weakness, but looking at it, what do you think are some improvements that this group has to make? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that, and uh, I think it's it's little, it's pretty clear to me, and it's something that I'm I'm kind of waiting to see. And it's really just uh, we need to play with an aggressive intent. Uh, there needs to be a, a, a balance between that that cool confidence, but that you know, I, I say uh, actually, Razo said something the other day. You know, you got to be like ten dogs eating out of the same bowl. You know, you got to go get it. You got to get after it. Um, it's not going to come to you. So I think that's the biggest thing for us is. Uh, just attacking the game um, overall, being in that offensive mindset, um, you know, playing on our toes, moving forward, staying off our heels and, and waiting for things to happen. So uh, we'll get it out of them. I know it's inside of them. And I know uh, we saw a lot. We saw a lot of progression game to game as far as, you know, guys releasing some of that um, that unnecessary tension that they're playing with. So, um, but yeah, that, that, that'd be what I'd say. We just got to play with a little more ferocity and, and get after it. Coach, walk us around the horn, take us to the outfield. Who are some of the top guys at each position? Who are some of the guys that are involved right now in position battles? Yeah, you know, in the outfield, uh, we've got a lot of guys we like. I mean, there's 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 some guys that are at home that can play for us too, you know, and so we're trying to figure out where everybody fits in role-wise. But Bryce Simon really holds it down for us. He's an overall just incredibly impressive, you know, man. And, um, you know, it's great coaching him. You know he's going to continue to get better. He's going to give it all that he can, and uh, he's going to do what he needs to do for the team. Uh, but he's a really good player all around. He can do a little bit of everything. We had him leading off the last day, and, you know, he has the ability to get on base, hit for some power, understand situations, pays attention, helps other guys out. So Bryce is a, is a major rock for us out there. Uh, you know, we got a kid out of Carl Sandberg, Noah Hefner. He's got a lot of ability. Um, there's some strength in the bat. Um, Hunter Esterbrook can hit a ball two miles. Um, you know, we just got to get him comfortable and get him in his rhythm. Um, you know, and then we got some young guys too. You know, Darius Bradley's a good player, getting some chances out of Florida. Um, you know, Gabe Quinones is a guy that's been in our program that's continuing to get better and better every day um, and every year. We like where he's at. So, you know, there's a good mixture of five or six guys that, that we could see out there. Um, 
But, uh, you know, and then we go on, you know, infield-wise, Marco Melgaza at third base. Um, you know, he's just been kind of a, a, a consistent guy for us as far as, you know, being a good, solid overall player. You can hit him anywhere in the order. Uh, defensively, he has high ability. He can really make a lot of great plays. Um, Got to improve his consistency, and he works really hard at it. Um, and then Johnny Blake's competing for a job, you know, over there at third as well as getting some options over at second. Uh, Donovan Curiel plays short for us. He's uh, he came in last year at semester, and he's just he's brought a a, a great presence. Um, he really connects with all the guys really well. Uh, just a good overall team guy, the type of guy you're looking for to to really solidify your infield. Uh, we got some speed over at second base. McLean Elgin, he can make some great plays. He saved a game the other day, uh, big time play out of him. So we know, you know, if he's not hitting, he's going to be able to make some plays and. You know, if he gets on base, he can he can take an extra one. Um, I mentioned Johnny Blake. He's, he's going to get some options. A kid can swing it. There's no doubt about it. He can help us this year. Um, and then Tucker May over at first base, who might get some op- opportunities out in the outfield as well. Um, I think Tucker's really good overall player. I know he struggled a little bit with the glove this weekend, but, you know, uh, I think there's some, some other factors that could play into that that are going to be adjusted immediately. And then uh, Travis McFarland, he was a guy we really expected a lot out of last year. Um, and I think, you know, just we didn't get to get into the rhythm of the season. I think he was just starting to feel it a little bit at the plate last year. And he got an opportunity this this weekend and and he showed out. Uh, nobody's surprised by that. And then catching, it's uh, there's some deep options. I mean, we can go four or five deep, to be honest, but it's figuring out overall who's going to contribute the most consistently. And uh, we got a transfer out of um, – uh, he was at Maryland last year. He's from Ames, Iowa, Tavin Shahidi. Um, he's been a good player. He's really settled in, mixed well with the guys, um, you know, brings an understanding of the game, you know, somebody we can trust calling pitches and things. And uh, Peter Torres caught a lot of games for us last year, but he went through a knee surgery. He's still trying to recover. Bryce Hinton's coming off an injury, you know, a little over a year ago that he's continued to get bigger and stronger. Uh, you know, Marcos Hernandez, I know I'm saying a lot of guys, but it's like to separate these guys out is a very difficult thing. It's more so is who's performing the most consistently at this time and who makes those little adjustments that they've always needed to make, you know, to get over the top. So um, a lot of guys, but I believe in a lot of them. That's you mentioned a lot of guys, and that's been a common theme with these college interviews with COVID last year. You noticed that some guys came to decided to come back so your rosters were a little fuller which is always a always a good problem to have and you mentioned about guys last year not being able to get in the rhythm because of the short season if I can plug an episode that's out now we uh, did a preseason all Dubuque team with Clark Loris and the University of Dubuque it's the watch list of the top college players playing in those three programs Coach Spain mentioned some guys that are on that list. If you have not yet listened to it, go check it out. Find out who made the watch list of the top college players in the area. Now, Coach, what about the pitching rotation? Who are some of the guys at the top of the rotation? What's the bullpen look like? Do we have a penciled-in closer right now? You know, I really like our rotation. Uh, We ran out there, Kerman, this weekend, uh, game one. He's going to be everything you expect every time. He's going to give you high-level competitiveness. He's going to compete in the zone. He's going to make adjustments. He's going to handle tough situations well. And a guy that's really developed 
who came in as a transfer senior last year, Alec Thomas. Um, he's going to bring velocity, um, and he's, he's able to sustain it you know, throughout a game. He's really matured, uh, just really growing up overall on the mound. He's really starting to turn himself into a, a, a real professional prospect. Um, you know, I don't think he was – he didn't throw a fastball below 90, and um, he, he hit his top top velo this week, and he was up to 94. And, you know, I think he was excited about that, but now it's about uh, how do I maintain that over the entire game, and that's something he's continuing to work on. Uh, Carsey Walker, you know, he has a transfer out of Robert Morris. He's really strong. Um, he's got the ability to throw a good breaking ball. Um, his fastball velocity's improved. Uh, he's highly competitive. That's the thing across the board. These guys are very competitive. If you're on the field for us, you've got a competitive, you know, a competitive edge for sure. Uh, Johnny Blake, you know, he's somebody that he just gets better and better every time he pitches coming back after winter break. It was kind of similar in the fall. Uh, we have really high hopes and, and a lot of different roles for him. Um, you know, and then we, you know, looking at the bullpen, it's kind of who's available in the situations. When you look at certain setup man, bridge guys, closer type, um, you know, we talked about it in a discussion, you know, with our coaching staff. It's like it kind of depends on the situation and who we're facing matchup wise. Uh, we spend a lot of time as far as evaluating matchups and um, trying to figure out who fits who the best. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of different roles in there. Connor Crable came in, just absolutely laid it out there for us. I mean, that's a kid that we really needed to win this weekend. And he said, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to shut this down and do everything I can. And I couldn't be more proud to see him maturing as a player. That's a, that's major for us going forward into the year. Uh, Bryce Oriol's a guy from Canada. He's, he's, he's got a chance to throw with some high VLO. Um, he's still trying to get back and find his best, but, um, there's a lot of options, man. You know, there's a lot of guys it's, and that's the challenge for us coaches is splitting hairs sometimes. But, um, uh, we like our pitching, you know, we tell our pitching every year, Hey, if you got to throw up zeros until we score, then that's what it is. That's on you. You got to take that responsibility. Don't worry about if we're scoring or not. You do whatever we got to do to win the game. And the ball's in your hand. Take control of it. And um, they have as much impact as anybody. So, yeah, keep them all healthy. And um, I know they're going to keep training and do what they need to do. I know you have some great leaders on that senior class, especially from the area, Tucker May and Jacob Kerman. What are you expecting from your senior class this season? Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of upperclassmen and um, basically all the things we've been talking about. I think they're really good at taking my message. Um, they're really good at they know the culture. They know what we expect. They know how we look at things, that we have a responsibility for all the players that have played in this program uh, to compete at a high level and continue to raise that bar. Um, I think they take a lot of you know responsibility with that. They take it very seriously. So um, that's the biggest thing with our senior classes, them just continuing to push the right messages and and also just be there for guys. You know, it's one thing if your mind is right and everything's lined up perfectly for you. But, you know, we rely on our seniors to go and pick up that kid that's really struggling that we don't know. Um, you know, who's you know, just down and he's got stuff going on that he doesn't want to talk about. So that's kind of how we rely on them. Um, and we're really lucky to have guys that we know have great conversations and and just be there for each other. Now, Coach, it wouldn't be the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast if we did not talk about some of the area preps that are on your team. 
And I just want to let these guys know that I did not go in order of coolness or production. I simply just went alphabetically from the Clark website. And who's ever running that Clark baseball website, shout out to you guys. You're, you're doing a great job. First guy I want to mention is Johnny Blake. I did see, correct me if I'm wrong, I did see that he was the Clark World Series MVP. And if you are a listener of this show, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. We actually interviewed Johnny and his brother Michael. Go back and check it out. What can you tell us about Johnny Blake and his role this season coming up? Yeah, he's going to do something, and I expect him to do a lot for us. You know, I think it's uh, trying to figure out where he's going to fit in our pitching. You know, with our pitching staff is a big key for us right now which is going to dictate how we can use him offensively, um, you know, within a lineup. So that's kind of the thing we're trying to work out right now because um, he can swing it. He came in, he got an opportunity, he got a start, and he put together some really good at-bats. Uh, his first at-bat, he came in, bases loaded, and put a really good swing on a ball, um, you know, and, and just missed it, just popped up. We had a lot of those, you know, it's like we had a lot of those little pop-ups that were high skyers, but it was like guys got to understand you're just a millimeter from that ball being a, a line drive or a rocket. So the adjustments need to be subtle. So, yeah, he, he, he can do a little bit of everything. He might start for us on the mound. He might be a closer. He might come in and in the middle of a game. You know, he might play third. He might play second. He might be in the outfield. I got a, a lot of trust and a lot of faith in him. Um, I th- And a lot of that comes from is I think he can fail and respond. I think that's what it really comes down to. So he's going to do something for us. There's no doubt about it. I was surprised to watch last week and see him playing second base because following him as a prep, he was generally a corner of the infield guy and a pitcher. Now, Coach, you're one of our first guests that we ever had on the podcast. Do you notice that I'm starting to get a little bit better? Do you notice how I'm just randomly dropping in plugs throughout the show? I love it. <laughs> it's great. I do, too. Any shameless plug we can have for you and, and for me, I'm all about it. You mentioned him earlier. Uh, but what else can you tell us about Connor Crable from Dubuque Hempstead and Johnny Blake came from Dubuque Senior? Yeah, you know, Connor's somebody that is uh, from the beginning. He's had opportunities to pitch in some big moments and he's had some ups and downs and um, he's responded. He's continued to get better. And, uh, you know, we're just kind of waiting for that that next level of mentality to really get set off. You know, that real true confidence um, I, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, put the team on my back type of mentality. And, um, you know, we're really starting to see that out of him. There's no doubt about it. And um, that means a lot to us baseball-wise, but I think it means even more for a lot of these guys, especially for him going forward in the rest of his life. Um, you know, just knowing that he's a tough kid, he can handle ups and downs and, and respond the right way. Because uh, when you're in college baseball, it's it's easy to, to go through times where you want to give up and, you know, this or that, whatever. And, you know, these types of guys, they respond and they uh, they deserve it. You know, he's a guy, he, he, he deserves to be rewarded for the work he continues to do. So I'm excited to see how he, he continues to contribute for us. I'm working on some upcoming episodes where we look at some of the programs and we take a look at their season records. And I recently got Dubuque Hempstead's records. And we talk about the records and if those records, if we ever see them being broken, and I did not know this about Connor, but he is, I believe, one of 14 people in Hempstead's 
historic program to have thrown a no-hitter. So congratulations, Connor, on that. Jacob Kerman, I've known him since I taught him swim lessons as a preschooler way back when he was four years old. I believe he's returning for it seems like his eighth season, but I'm pretty sure it's his fourth or his fifth. Opening day starter for you guys. Threw a no-hitter, I believe, opening day last season. What can you tell us about Jacob Kerman? What are you expecting from him this year? Yeah, he, uh, you know, I, I tell him he, he's a cleaner. You know, he's the guy that uh, he does whatever it takes to win the game. He does whatever the team needs. You know, he embraces the worst situations on the field, and I think that's how his career has progressed. He went from struggling in the worst situations to being better than anybody in the country in bad situations, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, I just think that same thing goes back to that mentality and that maturity that has really evolved for him. Um, he can he can really pitch. He works his butt off, I mean, every single day. He don't take any days off. Um, you know, so that's somebody that we're just really proud of overall of who he's became, and he's going to be great. We hope he gets a chance after this to continue playing because he can get outs. There's no doubt about it. The kid's going to be able to get outs at another level, and uh, we hope that he gets an opportunity. Um, he, he sure earned it. I was going to ask you about that um, off camera, but um, since you mentioned it up, is is he a pro prospect? Do you see him – possibly getting a late round draft pick, which I don't know how many rounds they're going to have this year, possibly signing a free agent deal, maybe a contract with independent ball. What what are the some of the things that he offers velocity-wise, pitch-wise, that you think make him a professional prospect? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the velocity is something he's continued to work on. Uh, but at the end of the day, is he's a, he's a great pitcher. You know, he can mix five pitches. He's just got to continue to be elite at doing all those things. The way the minor league baseball and the way professional baseball is playing out, we don't know what's going to happen exactly with the draft and how it's going to, you know, impact everyone. But minor league baseball being shuffled around uh, could have hurt a lot of teams and a lot of, you know, programs and just baseball in general. But they're starting to um, collaborate with some of the other independent professional leagues so there is a little bit more backing there financially to have a better experience and, and potentially to help kids to get to the level they, they deserve to be if they prove themselves at that level. So I see him as a guy that hopefully gets an opportunity at, at one of these independent uh, professional development leagues. Um, I, I have a lot of faith that somebody's going to give him a shot uh, because he's just so consistent. And, um, you know, the way the game's going, you never know. I mean, there's different uh, things that different teams are looking for and, um, Jacob's somebody that's going to make the adjustment for what they what they want to see, but uh, you can't beat that consistency. Um, so yeah, we hope we can help him that way too. Yeah, you're definitely right. You think of all the low A teams that have been cut and how many players will not get an opportunity. But yes, independent baseball is definitely uh, reaping the rewards of that. Now Jacob came from senior high school. His teammate at senior, Tucker May. Uh, I know following him through your program, I know he's worked as an outfielder, as a DH, as a first baseman. I know at one time he was thrown out of the bullpen for you. What's his season looking like for you guys? What are you expecting out of him? Well, you know, he had uh, he had, he had Tommy John a little over a year and a half ago, I think, at this point. And um, well, it was actually a little longer than that. But, you know, so pitching-wise, I mean, he's one of the best closers in the country. Um you know, the year that he ended up getting hurt. And, you know, that was something that was a tough time for him. But 
you know, he's responded. He is probably at his peak performance right now athletically. Um, he runs a lot better than he ever has. He's a great base runner. He's done all the little things to develop his game. Um, offensively, he's, his, his power is off the charts. Uh, you know, I think he's he's got the ability to spray the ball around. Um, that's the big thing for him is just making sure we're using the whole field, um, you know, and fighting off close pitches to, to win and earn another pitch, uh, get an opportunity to hit a mistake, you know, like kind of saw the other day with a two-run shot to tie the game for us. Uh, but yeah, he's somebody, he's just continued to get better. He's a great person. Um, you know, I feel great about him moving forward in life. Um, you know, these are guys, it's like, uh, just connections that these are people that I expect to, to be a part of my life and be a part of the program forever, you know, which makes it in, you know, really enjoy watching him play. So yeah, and he's going to be good for us. Um, but he's given us some flexibility with his speed improving. You know, he can mix in a little bit in the outfield as well. Uh, Pitching-wise, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I look at him, I see he's ready. But when it comes to injuries, it's really on the player, you know, and, and, and getting right and feeling confident. Because if you're not and there's things that are off, then you're not going to be at your best. But I can see Tucker asking for the baseball in April, sometime April, May, and he's probably going to get it. Um, so, yeah, we, we like to see him keep getting better. And has he entered his senior year? Yeah, you know, technically he, he would have one more year of baseball, potentially. Uh, the thing is, is he's graduating and obviously he, he needs to graduate. That's important. Um, you know, what he does with grad school going forward, I don't know. I'm not going to pressure anybody. I didn't pressure anybody to come back this year in the first place because it had to be what guys wanted to do, you know. And once again, it leads us to this point where it's like, this is your team. These are your decisions you made to want to be a part of this. So, um, you know, take some ownership and Grab the bull by the horn. So, um, but yeah, I'd like to see him again. That's for sure. Yeah, you're exactly right. And and with college tuition and expenses of another year, I know when I was in college, at one point, I was just ready to be done, just to go out and make some real money. And then the last guy comes from Cascade and transferred from Moorhead State University, uh, Bryce Simon. You talked about him a little earlier. What else can you add? about Bryce? If, if you don't know him, you need to, you know, he's the type of guy that you want your kids to see. You want to, you want them to know who he is. Um, you know, he, he's got everything that you're looking for in a player and as a teammate. Um, you know, he went through some pretty serious health concerns uh, when he first got here and transferring in as a division one transfer. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of weight that comes to that, especially coming into an NAI program that's had success, you know, but he's got such good relationships and, you know, even when he couldn't train and he wasn't able to practice and do things, he was still there every single day, which is why he's where he's at now, you know, in our lineup and on our team and the role that he has. So he's just overall, he's he's a, a captain leader type of personality and um, just a great man. I mean, I, I'm really blessed to coach some of these guys and he's just another one that's only um, added to the type of culture we want to have here at Clark. Coach, I've seen on social media some of the seniors in the high school area that are committing to play at Clark University next year. Who are some of the recruits that you've already landed, and what can you tell us about them? Trey Shaver's one of them. I mean, that's a guy that just fits right into the mold of our program. Um, you know, he's got an athletic build, um, you know, competitive mentality, 
Um, you know, he, he's, his, his family is in touch with the college athletics. You know, he's got great, uh, uh, great genetics. You know, his dad played basketball here and, um, his mom played, um, I, I believe volleyball, but just great athletes overall. And he's just a very mature kid. We're excited about him. You know, what type of role I think comes down to, you know, similar to like Johnny Blake, like how do you develop and, and when is the time right? Um, timing is everything with it. So I got a lot of faith, a lot of trust in him. I think he's going to have a major impact for us and have a good career. So uh, other guys, you know, Riley Reed, he's a he's at Iowa Central, and that's a Bernard Iowa product. You know, he's he's Cascade guy, but there's just a, you know, the toughness that comes with uh, those Cascade Bernard guys. Um, probably my favorite guys to compete against, uh, you know, probably guys that dislike me. You know, they give you that that competitive stare on the field with them but you respect it so much because you can relate i think a little bit so um but yeah those are a couple guys locally uh we got a little left-hand side armor uh isaac Rody from uh uh he's a he's from wisconsin um but yeah so right now we like where we're at but there's a there's a lot to go yet uh we got a lot of work to do to to replace some of these some of these seniors we'll be losing it's still early in the game, and I'm sure I'll see you around the fields uh, this upcoming summer. The one thing I love about Trey Shaber is, one, his mom was uh, Amy Walkie. She was my neighbor growing up and, and comes, from, comes from a great family. But, yes, very, very athletic. And he is, I think, one of the best high school fielding third baseman I've seen in a long time. He made some great plays at third base, which is phenomenal thinking he originally started in that program as a catcher, and he throws off balance on the run better than any kid I've seen uh, at the high school level. So you're getting a good recruit there in Trey Shaber. Now, Coach, we've gotten to the uh, shameless plug uh, part of the podcast where – I want you to uh, let us know about your schedule. Tell us about your social media, any events that you have coming up. Sell us on Clark, sell us on the program, and then we'll hit into that podcast killing double play. Yeah, you know, as far as schedule-wise, just hang in there with us. It changes every day. Um, I'm kind of a little bit bitter right now. This weekend, we did everything we could to try to find games, but you know, even down in Mississippi, even down south in places where uh, you thought we'd be able to go, the weather just was not going to be good for us. So uh, we had to cancel this weekend. We're going to reset, reload, and continue to train. And then uh, next week I've got, you know, we're supposed to be in Joplin uh, playing. I think we've got four different teams. Three different teams will be playing there. Um, you know, we're looking forward to that. It gives us an opportunity to see some of the other Midwestern teams and then uh, that next weekend, we'll go to a ranked team in Lyon in Arkansas. And then we got Faulkner, who might be number top three in the country talent-wise. A uh, really good test for us. And then we start up conference. So, uh, yeah, just hang with the schedule-wise. It changes a lot. Um, you know, we do whatever we can to play. Hopefully, social media and, and video will be able to uh, always be available for everyone. If you have any problems finding links and things, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you know, and then as far as with our team, I think a lot of it speaks for itself. I mean, a lot of people, I think, know our players, know what they're about. And um, I'm really confident that they, they represent what our culture is and, and what it means to play here in this program. So, um, you know, you do enough uh, in, in a lot of people in the community. Uh, it means a lot when some people don't know who I am and they're like, oh, Clark Baseball. And, man, I hear a lot of good things about you guys and stuff. And, 
it just uh, that's that means everything, you know, as a coach of uh, people that aren't trying to impress you or say something. They're just honestly um, seeing it from a distance. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're gonna keep rolling here. I uh, got a lot on my mind. Got a lot of different things we got to get covered and straightened out. Hotels and meals and you know games and um, I got next week's schedule, but I'm also trying to schedule in case that gets canceled. So it's like I got. We might have 12 games scheduled in one weekend to come down to four. but uh, So, yeah, we're going to keep trying to move and get the season where we need it to be. And Coach Spain definitely is a fan favorite. I would say you're a Hall of Famer of the show. Everybody I've ever spoken to about you, whether they have competed against you, uh, played for you, coached with you, they always say good things about you, except for Corey Davidson. But that's uh, run the mill <laughs> for uh, for Corey Davidson. And and just to let you know how hard Coach Spain is working, um, we have had this scheduled and we've had to reschedule it multiple times because he's just trying to get games. He knows he's got great kids. He's know he knows he's got great a great team there, and he's trying to to get these guys as, as uh, many games as possible. So, Coach Spain, thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for joining us. Best of luck to you, your coaches, your players, your families on this 2021 season. We're looking for great things to come from you. 6-4-3, we're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.